is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Hello and welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. On this episode, we're going to talk about a big problem that I hear from contractors across the country. It doesn't matter what city I'm in, what size the company is, or how long they've been around. Every contractor seems to struggle with finding the right people to represent their business and get the job done. And I'll bet you do too. Now, thankfully, I've got a great relationship with the master of recruiting in the home improvement industry, Tony Hody. So I've asked him to share with you some of his top tips to turn recruiting from a dreaded chore into an opportunity for success. And as you listen, you'll find out that recruiting is really not as complicated as you think. Instead, it can actually be a source of your company's strength rather than a huge source of stress. Now, you may already be familiar with Tony Hody. He's widely known as the king of face-to-face lead generation. But he's also a master at recruiting. So pay particular attention because he's going to give you a lot of really good, sound, real-world advice that you can use and take and put into practice into your business starting tomorrow. So let's get to it. All right, welcome. This is Brian Cascavalsi with G4 Marketing, and we have Tony Hody, a man who needs no introduction in the uh, remodeling and replacement contractor space. How do you like that, Tony? <laughs> sure. Uh, Tony is uh, best known as really I I. I don't know if anybody else calls him this, but I call him the king of face-to-face lead generation. Um, He is also a master at recruiting and bringing people into the organization. And today, I think that's what we're really kind of going to focus on is because it seems to be one of the biggest issues when I'm talking with companies around the country, that seems to be their number one issue is recruiting. And so Tony... Uh, let's talk about how do we get the right people into our companies so that we can so we can grow. Wonderful, yeah. There's uh, there's a huge opportunity with getting the right people in your business, and so many people are struggling with that today. And so, you know, having systems in place for uh, attracting, retaining, um, you know, and hiring. All that good stuff is critical for your for your growth in in the home remodeling industry. So where do we start? Well, I think the the challenge is that most companies just are winging it. You know, they don't have a process in place for recruiting. They really don't have a a master plan, if you will. Uh, what we see is that most companies are posting and praying. They're falling into that trap that routine of just, you know, getting online on some of the very popular, you know, websites that um, we're all familiar with, you know, Indeed.com, Craigslist, CareerBuilder, Monster, ZipRecruiter, some of the household names as far as classified ads are concerned. And, you know, we're, we're doing our best to craft an, an ad that 
you know, puts our, our company and our position in the most positive light. And we're hoping that, uh, you know, that unicorn candidate is just going to come out of the woodwork and <laughs> reply, and we're going to have all kinds of different options of quality candidates. And unfortunately, that's just not the case at all. Um, you know, we do not see you know, good quality people responding to these types of ads with any kind of regularity. Uh, you know, there, there's just, uh, there's got to be another route, another approach in order to find these, you know, these ideal candidates that really make a difference in your business. And are you going to let us know what the, what those, what that system is? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it, it starts out with, you know, really putting a master plan together and it, that plan has to be a multi-channel approach. Now, that's one of the keys is to take a number of channels into effect uh, so that you're not just relying on one you know, avenue for you know, attracting and recruiting new candidates, applicants into your business. You know, so we can talk about a number of those channels, you know, but before we get into it, the key in, in your master plan is to you know, identify what the ideal employee looks like you know, for this particular position that you're hiring for. So, you know, that ideal prototype employee. If, if you're recruiting, for example, for uh, an installer, um, someone to, to install in your business, whether it be replacement windows, siding, roofing, one-day bath, gutter protection, you know, if you're looking for good installers, you have to ask yourself, you know, what characteristics do they have you know, what assets, what characteristics do these people's traits do they exhibit? Then after you find out, you know, and identify who that prototype is, you have to ask yourself, you know, where can they be found? You know, where do they, where do they tend to congregate? Where do they shop? Where do they eat? You know, what websites are they on? You know, you name it. You want to find out where can these individuals be found? Where can someone that fits that mold, where can they be found? And then lastly, you know, hire that individual, identify them, find them, and then present them with your offer, you know, your opportunity for employment. And so those are really the keys once we've, you know, regardless of what channels we go through, and we're going to talk about a number of them, but is, you know, identifying clearly who they are, you know, and then, you know, outlining exactly where they can be found and then presenting them with your opportunity is a great start. Well, what's interesting about all of what you just said is it's also the same approach that you would take to lead generation for customers. That's exactly take, right. Yeah, you want to take a multi-channel approach. You want to identify exactly who you who you want to target. They call it the customer avatar. You called it your um, prototype. What did you call ideal? The ideal prototype. The ideal prototype. Okay. And so you called it the ideal prototype in, in marketing when we're trying to generate leads. We, we, you know, it's called all kinds of things, but it's the ideal customer, the customer um, avatar and all of that stuff. But the other thing that you said that I think is really important is the multi-channel approach, but also it's that, um, that it's not kind of a, a, a haphazard approach to it. And I think you're going to talk a little bit more uh, more about 
about that. But it's the same thing with marketing. It's like you can't just ha- not have a system and just hope and pray every day that new leads are going to show up. You can't hope and pray every day that the ideal unicorn employee is going to show up. You have to have a system in place not only for generating leads and customers, but also of attracting those, the right people into your organization. That's correct. You know, there are so many similarities to marketing and recruiting. You know, with, with marketing for your business, we are marketing our products or services. And with recruiting, we're simply marketing our career opportunity. So they're right. really identical, you know, in nature. And a lot of people don't see the parallels there and and unfortunately they fall short in their recruiting efforts as a result but you know there's a multi-channel approach that can be taken where we're not only generating internal referrals but you know online classifieds as we mentioned you know social media is an incredible tool these days there's all diff- all kinds of different outlets in social media that we can take advantage of you know there's outbound resume search you know some of the best candidates are not actively looking for a position. They're gainfully employed. They're happy, um, for the most part, working where they're at. Um, they certainly like a better opportunity, but they are you know, gainfully employed. They're not sitting home surfing the Internet looking for a job. The best candidates are working. And so there's other opportunities, that, you know, including guerrilla marketing when it comes to recruiting that I, I'm a huge fan of, and that's just getting out there face-to-face shaking hands and kissing babies and, and talking to people. Well, yeah, and talking to, I was just going to say, and you're one of the best at that, and you're very creative at that. And so if I can, I'm sorry to cut you off, but how? so once you've got the prototype, once you've got that prototype, you understand, okay, this is who I want. What is kind of that next step? What is the next thing that we've got to do to go out and, start attracting these people to us so you know we've got a classified ad let's say for example or a position description and we can push that position description through a number of channels through internal referrals and letting everyone in our business know that we're hiring for a key position and that this is what this position looks like this is the traits we're looking for if you happen to know anyone that fits this mold please refer them. There'll be a bonus available to you. So, you know, but having a systematic approach to where every Friday, for example, or every Tuesday, we are, you know, making a a formal announcement, whether it be in person at a sales meeting or a production meeting or an all, all company meeting, or whether it be across email broadcasting the fact that we have this opening and this is what this key person would need to to possess skill-wise and this is what the compensation looks like and so so having a systematic approach to that from an internal referral standpoint but then you know pushing that same process through like I said even face-to-face so being prepared and having a business card that you know speaks about the career opportunities at your company maybe that maybe it's just the simply the back side of your business card instead of having it blank having the fact that you have incredible career opportunities at your company, you know, listed on the back of your business card so that when you come across somebody in a retail environment that takes good care of you, whether you're going through the drive through at a fast food restaurant or whether you're being served at a five-star restaurant, whether somebody valet parks your car or in any face-to-face scenario where you can 
see that this individual has the kind of work ethic, has the kind of personality that you're looking for to fill a position, be prepared to present them with your opportunity. Have a systematic approach. Stop winging it and, and really take a, you know, a detailed approach to, to getting that message out there. So um, just real quick, as an example of that, I, I was in Houston uh, a couple last month or the month before doing a workshop and uh, I don't know, 100 contractors in the room. And we were talking about this. We were talking about this topic. And I said to the I said to all of them, I said, exactly what, what you were talking about here is always be kind of, you know, on the lookout and be paying attention to um, good people in your travels. There was a guy that was working the front desk of that hotel who was awesome. I mean, he was just great. And I brought him up as an example. I said, if I, if I had a business in this market, I would be talking with that guy at the front desk about, hey, are you happy with what you're doing? Are you this? Are you that? So what's funny is when I was checking out after the workshop was over and I was checking out, I said to the guy, I said, hey, look, I, I talked about you in, in the workshop. And he said, yeah, there was like two or three guys that came up to me and were, and were asking me about, you know, if I was happy and, and whatever. But here's, here's what I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to say about that is you have the business card, let's say, and I love the business card idea here. Um, and I like the way that you do them. You know, it's very creative the way that you do those, those business cards. And you drive them to where? Do you drive them to a phone number? Do you drive them to a website? Um, what do you recommend? Well, I think in this day and age, a lot of people want more information. And so, you know, they've become accustomed, especially the millennials, which, you know, there happens to be a big disconnect from business owners today and the generational gap between millennials and so forth. So, you know, driving people to a website where they can get more information is always a wise decision, in my opinion, you know, where they can see what opportunities are available and they can see what kind of culture you've got going on at your company to see if they're a good fit. That's extremely important to today's applicants. Um, you know, kind of training and compensation might be available, but driving them to a recruiting-based website, not a website that talks about your gutter protection or a website that talks about your replacement windows or your shingles, you know, that is going to distract and confuse the candidate. They're going to start to wonder and wander about do they need to have all this technical knowledge about the company or the position instead of focusing on what they really want to know, which is, you know, what is the company culture like, what's the job opportunity, you know, the compensation, the training, so on and so forth. Um, even even you know testimonials from happy employees, uh, things that are going to really put your company in a positive light. So what's interesting is again, you're talking about marketing principles that you would use also to attract customers. That's exactly right. You know when we advertise on the internet in the home improvement business, you know. If we are using Google AdWords or some other uh, paid search, you know, we don't drive them to our traditional company website. Instead, we drive them to a lander or a landing page, which is very focused, hyper-focused on a particular product 
also hyper-focused on a particular offer that we have going on right now that's designed to get them to take action. And so the same should be true when we are recruiting applicants, and that is hyper-focused on, you know, the task at hand, which is, you know, the career opportunity, not the company overall. That can be distracting just as, you know, logging onto your robust website can be distracting to a consumer. So, you know, the principles are the same, no question about it. Yeah. Well, and I and the reason I keep bringing that up is because I think it's a it's a way of thinking about and you call it attraction versus pursuit. It's a way of thinking about, well, how do I uh, not only how do I attract that person or how do I get them to raise their hand and get engaged with us, but then once they do kind of go where we want them to go, what, are we? do we have something there that is appealing to them? Do we have something there that, like you said, testimonials from other, from other employees in the company? Um, are we giving them stuff that's going to get them excited about the opportunity, or are we just sending them somewhere that's just dry and confusing? Correct. And, you know, I've been working recently with some clients with some incredible new technology that's interactive in nature. You know, for many, many years, I've been famous for, you know, using uh, guerrilla marketing collateral like post-it style sticky notes that you can leave on people's vehicles in targeted markets like, say, for example, a community college or um, if you're recruiting installers, you know, leaving a post-it style sticky note at the supply house, at the lumber yard, at the big box store where they're picking up you know, materials and things of that nature. If you see a, you know, a truck, for example, that is clean and well-maintained and it's clear that based on the type of ladders and tools that are on that truck that that is a potential candidate for your business, you know, again, identify the prototype, locate the prototype, and hire the prototype. Present them with your offer. And so, you know, I've used these pieces of collateral Posted style sticky notes, as well as bandit yard signs that we've placed around supply houses, around um, you know lumber yards and things where installers hang out when we're recruiting for that position particularly. And today, instead of just putting a phone number or a website on there, we've taken it a step further and we've put text jobs to this number. And once they text that number something magical starts to happen. Number one, they've you know, given us permission to communicate with them. They've opted in, if you will, and a dialogue starts to happen. And we start to you know, send them information on different positions that we have. We can send them to a website to select which career opportunity would be best for them. And, and we can prompt them to call in for a phone interview. And we can do this in baby steps, um, supplying information along the way. And so, you know, this is really connecting with today's applicant, you know, the millennials and people who have come to expect information and interaction. And, again, a lot of the business owners are at that point. They're mature. They've been in the business for quite some time. They're successful. Perhaps they've been around for decades. And for that reason, they're still doing things the old way. And today's candidate is not, you know, really – communicating that way and so you know embracing some of these new technology and creating dialogue uh, with some of these mobile strategies is incredible yeah so phone email 
uh, or, I'm sorry, phone, website, text. Um, what do you think about, so what about after hours? So what if somebody lands on your website or calls your number at 8 o'clock at night after they've gotten off of their other job? What about that? Well, there's a couple of things. One, I mean, you're going to want to get back to them, you know, at a time that, you know, as soon as you can, that's within reason. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to be calling them, you know, beyond traditional business hours. Um, once it gets to be 9 o'clock at night and things of that nature, it's probably not a good time to have a uh, – you know, a conversation. But here's the key. We can take those phone numbers that that are dialing in and we can plug those phone numbers back into our, let's say, Facebook recruiting campaign. And so now this individual may have, you know, been at a point in time where they had a bad day at work and they're looking for another opportunity. And then after they sleep it off, they, they, they decide they're going to stick around where they're at. But by taking their phone number and putting them into a nurturing campaign on Facebook and, and letting them see your career opportunity again and again, when that day comes where they decide they, they really need to make the change, you, know, you will have that omnipresence to where they'll know who to call. And so there's a lot of opportunities to just stay in touch with individuals who may not be ready you know, to make a change today. That's a big decision for somebody, a career change. Um, so, you know, nurturing them and, and cultivating them can be something that is very effective over time, and almost nobody is engaged in that kind of high-level recruiting, long-term strategy, master plan. Why aren't they? Uh, you know, plain and simple, everybody's worried about today. You know, we, we, you know they're hyper-focused on, you know, we need to get people in here today, um, and that perpetuates the problem, ultimately, because we're so you know, focused on today and tomorrow that we lose sight, you know, of the future and, and we end up becoming hamsters in a wheel in, in a sense, you know, because we have no long-term strategy, we're continually, you know, um, you know, chasing our tails, trying to get, you know, short-term people in and, um, you know, the cycle perpetuates itself. And so how do you get out of that? You know, you have to start, implementing some long-term strategy in your, you know, your master plan. I understand that you're going to have things that you do that are designed to stimulate calls today, designed to, you know, stimulate interviews today, and that's all good and well. But you should also hedge that with having some long-term strategy for, you know, cultivating and nurturing potential candidates and, you know, so that tomorrow our job gets easier and, and next week our job gets easier. So you really have to have, you know, like I said, a, a kind of a blended approach to this sort of thing, um, taking care of your immediate needs but focused on the future as well. That's funny because, again, that sounded awful, you know, awfully like uh, um, effective uh, lead generation and marketing for customers. You know, That's you absolutely have your, right. You have your now buyers, you have your today buyers, but what are you doing about your, your future buyers? So with that, you need to have kind of – you need to have some sort of system. And, and I think that one of the things is that all, everybody, all, all of us, we are all so busy running around trying to take care of everything that we can that it's hard to sit down and come up and develop 
a system. Um, my thing is that it's just going to get worse, so you might as well carve out the time and do it now. But how do you get? What do you think about the idea of like a, a one day a week that's set aside, and this is the day for recruiting? That we're all focused on recruiting. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a half a day. What do you think about something like that? I love the focus aspect of, of what you're referring to, and I think that there's tremendous value in that. However, I really think that, you know, if you're taking a multi-channel approach to recruiting, it's difficult to get it all done in one day. You know, I, I really like to, the old saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so I like to break it up into chunks, and I like to set aside an hour's worth of time on Monday to focus on classified ads, perhaps, and then maybe Tuesday an hour for social media. And then maybe Wednesday we're going down to the community colleges and universities and we're networking with the you know, career affairs department and you know, working with them to, again, generate long-term strategy for uh, referrals and, and internships, co-ops, things of that nature. Um, and then you know, maybe we do some guerrilla recruiting on Thursday where we're getting out there and passing out some flyers and, you know, uh, posting some bandit yard signs and, and then, you know, there's a number of things we can do uh, on Friday to, you know, work on internal referrals and other, you know, components that could generate, you know, good candidates for our business. So from that standpoint, um, I really like to take a, you know, we're taking a multi-channel approach. It's hard to get it all done in one day. So I like to break it up into chunks and have a, you know, an hour a day or an hour spaced out periodically throughout the week where, where we can focus on different channels and get it done. Yeah. Yeah, I like that approach because I'm thinking about, yeah, I'm just thinking about how busy everybody is and I really want to give them some practical uh, tools, practical strategies for how you actually, for how you get this done. Um, one thing, Tony, you mentioned, you, you, you've mentioned it a couple of times. I think you called it bandit signs. Yeah, so, you know, you'll see them on every street corner if you pay close attention. You know, it doesn't matter if they're advertising for, you know, the uh, the local Ukrainian festival that's going on this weekend or the, um, you know, the job fair or, the, you know, the, the fact that the band is playing at City Hall tomorrow. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of reasons why people may quickly erect some signs at the street corner to, you know, gain visibility of people in a very tight geographic region. You know, we do the same thing with respect to recruiting, as I mentioned. We'll put signs out in real targeted locations. You know, could be a big box store like a Home Depot or Lowe's. Could be a supply house where we know our target demographic is picking up, you know, product in our industry. Um, but, you know, and the same is true for community colleges where, you know, part-time employees are, are marketing interns. Uh, but, you know, getting the right set of eyeballs on our, you know, bandit yard sign because it's something we can do quickly, cost effectively, and um, you know, get the right people. These um, are and know. these are just the, the the little yard signs that you just pop onto the lawn, right? You're exactly right. They got That's the little like spikes, you. and you put them in, and they're relatively cheap, right? Yeah, when you buy them in large quantities, just like you buy the yard signs in front of, of your home, you know, your customer's home, when after you complete a new roof, new siding, windows, what have you. Yeah. You know, identical, you know, scenario to those. Okay. Talked about 
some strategies for getting the phone to ring and driving people to your website. What about after they've expressed interest? How do you get them excited about jumping ship from wherever they are now and coming to work for you? Well, I think it's about selling the dream at that point. You know, it's no different than, like we said, the analogy that exists when, you know, um, when you're marketing your, your, your products or services and you are selling the concept of solving the customer's problems, mm-hmm. you know, the same is true with, with employee candidates. And that is to, you know, sell the dream that this is going to be the ideal career opportunity, the holy grail of, of uh, employment scenarios. Um, and, and that's something that, um, you know, I love the concept of price and promise. You know, we believe that people are willing to, to pay the price if they see the promise. And so really sharing with them success stories of other people who have come into your organization and perhaps started in a low-ranking position and have grown up through the ranks of the organization, you know, sharing those kind of success stories and selling the dream can be really powerful at getting people involved, you know, and to investigate your opportunity further. What about when you're in front of somebody and you you like what they're saying? I'm guilty of this. Um, you really like what you're saying, what they're saying, and you kind of like the, the the rapport you've established with them. What about now? The next step of checking on are they who they say they are? That's a, that's a great question, Brian. You know, and to me, this is a little, you know simpler, maybe not easy, but simple. A lot of things in life are simple but not easy, correct? Um, you know, so really following through on employment references, um, you know, man, if you have a drug test, making sure that that, you know, that that gets executed, you know, if you, you know, following through on personal references, employment references, and just taking the time to do the little things that a lot of companies don't, you know, many cases, because we are such poor recruiters and we have so few candidates to choose from, we'll oftentimes get lackadaisical once we find one that we um, have, have really taken a liking to. And so it's it's critical that, you know, we are following the steps and making certain that, you know, these people are who they say they are. They have the experience they say they have. Some of that stuff you can do right online. You can match up the resume that they have on Indeed and compare it to what their work history is on LinkedIn. And a lot of times you'll see a great disparity there. And so, you know, that'll raise some questions. Um, but, you know, making sure that you do take the steps to, to follow through on that is critical. You mentioned drug testing. So right now it seems like what what everybody's really looking for is, number one, we're looking for salespeople. Number two, we're looking for installers. And this may not be, it's really not in any particular order. I think they're almost equally important today. And then third, um, a lot of companies are looking for face-to-face lead generation people, event marketers, canvassers, that sort of thing. What do you say about about uh, with the drug testing? What if they test positive for marijuana? You know, I think that is a personal preference. You know, 
based on the culture that you're trying to build at your company. I really think that's up to you. If you don't have a challenge with, you know, with um, let's say nonviolent crimes, you know, well, this person, you know, there's a lot of companies that their corporate culture is that, hey, we want to have a second chance. We want our organization to be the positive catalyst in someone's life. So if, if they fell down at one point in their life, we want to be the type of organization that has a success story that when so-and-so first came into our organization, they were perhaps they were down and out, perhaps they were struggling, you know, they may have had some challenges in their life. And, and we were the positive, you know, catalyst that was able to help them turn things around in their life. And so, you know, whether it's a, a petty crime that, you know, it does not put our customers in danger. It's not not violent, not sex offender, not anything that would really alarm or concern someone. Um, whether you're overlooking a, a misdemeanor or whether you're overlooking something like marijuana, which a lot of people don't view as a as a big deal, you know that's a decision you're going to have to make at your company based on the culture that you have. And then once you have a policy, stick with it. You know, stick with it, abide by it, and um, you know. Don't vary from it. Yeah, because I think more and more that that one in particular is is becoming, I think, more and more of an issue. And and people have to make decisions on whether or not that's going to be allowed or or not allowed in right. their companies. You know, and I like what you said. I mean, it's I, it's really it's your company. You decide what are you comfortable with and not comfortable with. What type of company, I guess, do you do you want to be? Right. But I and, think you with know, those three categories, it just seems to me like um, there is a greater likelihood within those three categories that there is going to be a positive. Uh, the test is going to show a positive. So then what? Yeah, you know. To me, again, I have a policy, and you know, I'm going to allow someone's, you know, work history and track record to speak for themselves. You know, yeah. and um, you know, if someone happens to have a, a minor, minor misdemeanor on their record, but they 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 seem to have uh, an incredible work history, and and um, you know, it was an isolated case, then that's probably something uh, someone I'm going to consider having on my team. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, by the same token, if someone has a, you know, a proven track record of success, and that they're they're at work every day and their, you know, their ethic is is there, then I'm not going to be concerned with the fact that you know they may have tested positive for something like marijuana because it, it's not something that they're probably likely abusing on a daily basis to the point where it's affecting work. But you know that's um, that's a decision that you have to make as a business owner and and. Um, you know, what exactly will exclude you from working at your company? Tony, uh, great information as always. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, sharing this information with us. I hope it's helpful to the people that are that are listening. Um, in the show notes, we will um, send you information on how you can get to, to Tony. Um, Tony does have an event coming up. Um, well, depending on when you listen to this podcast, the event may be over, but it's May 3rd and 4th, 2017. It's going to be in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and we'll put some information, um, again, in the show notes. 
and you can just go to TonyHodyHoty.com to learn more. The other thing, too, is Tony's got a great YouTube channel, and he's got a lot of this information there. I always recommend people go to his YouTube channel, and it's Tony Hody, H-O-T-Y. Just put it in there, and you'll see a bunch of really great videos from Tony. Any last words? Always be recruiting. <laughs> Always be recruiting. Yeah, you know, a lot of us we get we get outside of uh, we get outside of work mode and and uh, we kind of go into into dormancy. And you know, sometimes when you're out to dinner, that's that's or or you know, shopping or doing some of the things you do in your regular day to day life is when you're going to come across the next superstar. So don't don't uh, take it lightly. Awesome, great advice. All right, Tony. Thank you, and uh, for everyone else, until the next time, if you liked this episode and got value from it, please go to iTunes, go to The Wealthy Contractor, and leave a review. Let us know how we did. And also, if you haven't subscribed already to the podcast, just hit the subscribe button, and then you'll automatically get new episodes of The Wealthy Contractor podcast as they come up. This is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.